hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, Eric and I are looking at the skeptic metaphysicians. Welcome to the podcast review show hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from PodcastTalentCoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at PodcastReviewShow.com. Welcome to the podcast review show where we bring someone on and find out what they're doing right so they can do more of that and then find out those things that might need just a little bit of polishing. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com and joining me as always, you know him as the podcast, the podcast talent coach, the one and only Eric K. Johnson. Eric, how are you, buddy? Hey, Dave. Good to see you again. Back in the saddle. Can't wait to get back at another fantastic show here where we bring a podcaster on, chat about their podcast, help them find the things they're doing right, because we love to help you do more of the good stuff. And tonight we have Will, the skeptic metaphysician on tonight. Uh, thanks for the no- nice, long six-syllable word there, Will. Welcome to the show, <laughs> bud. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. You're pl- my pleasure. I'm uh, always happy to make things more difficult than they have to be. I need to remember metaphysician for Scrabble or uh, words with friends. I'm sure that's going to be, that's, I'm going to get lots of points on that one. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about the show and uh, who it's for, what you do on the show. So I'm the, I'm the producer and host. Uh, I do have a co-host. We do this thing together. Uh, we bill it as Metaphysics 101. It's really a show about metaphysics, all things metaphysics, supernatural, paranormal, esoteric stuff but from the ground level. So those people that are maybe interested in metaphysics, but don't know a whole lot about it or are curious uh, about whether this stuff is real or not uh, and don't know where to turn, where where to look. When I was first learning about this stuff, walking into a metaphysical bookstore was really daunting. Um, It was uh, nerve wracking as heck. So this is kind of an entry point for those that want to learn about metaphysics, all the different modalities. Each episode usually focuses on one particular modality. And then the conversation launches from there. But we like to keep things very practical. We do go into the woo of it all sometimes. <laughs> but Oh, I, you do. I, we do, yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. You heard we have show. some some woos coming in the yeah. future here, yes. There, there are some woos on it. But, but I, I've always been uh, kind of pragmatic. I can't just buy stuff just because someone says it's real. I, I need to find a way to wrap my head around it, either see it or touch it or know it's there in some way, shape or form. So we talk a lot about quantum mechanics and things like that, that help explain some stuff because my co-host is much more of a, wow, tell me more where I'm much more like, well, how do you know for (laughs) sure you're not just dreaming the stuff up? You're the skeptic of the skeptic metaphysician. Before we jump into your show here, Will, for the layman, kind of define metaphysics for me, what it is and what it is not. 
Metaphysics is everything that's out there that is unexplainable by scientific means, right? You can't for sure, although the CIA has tried for a long time, you can't for sure prove that astral projection, for example, is real. So we use metaphysics in a term uh, that means anything that is helping you reach spiritual, new spiritual heights by using means that are outside the norm. So uh, astral projection, uh, Reiki energy healing, uh, past lives, uh, past life regressions, uh, near-death experiences, anything that has to do with that type of world, that we, we dive into it. All right. I have one question. So does your audience know what Reiki energy is already? I would say most of the people that listen to the show do know what it is, but we try to explain it in a way that someone who doesn't know can then learn about it. Okay. Is that my electric company, Reiki Energy? Is that where I, <laughs> that where I not, send my check? If it's not, it should be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to play the opening of the show here, and this is, is kind of lengthy in a way, but not really, But because you've got a story and some things like that. But uh, So we're going to kick back and listen to the opening of the show, and it goes a little something like this. Karen, i got to ask you. Have you heard about people who are going through spiritual awakenings and that their life just doesn't make sense? And it's just, it just seems so much more difficult and to the point where they almost feel like they're having a breakdown of some sort. Well, I mean, that's my life usually, <laughs> but, but there's no spiritual awakening <laughs> happening. So I'm missing something. <laughs> uh, well, today we're going to talk to someone who experienced something just like that. Her spiritual awakening was so profound that she actually left everything behind to go on the spiritual journey to try to f make heads or tails out of what she was going through. Really exciting. Wow. That's so brave. Yeah. I don't know that I, I would have the courage to do that. Yeah. And she's, she's traveled all over the world in this spiritual journey. She ended up in Bali, Indonesia, where she really opened up to her spiritual gifts. Now the spiritual gifts I'm talking about, right? She's a channel, a medium, a healer, and she works with spirit and energy to help others emotionally, energetically, physically, and spiritually. How she does this is really interesting because she serves as a vessel for healing and a bridge to connect with spirit through help from source energy and her spirit, her guides, which she calls Spirit Family 24. We'll get into that in a second, right? And, and she also channels those in the spirit realm who want to come through and, and assist in it as well. She's traveled to Costa Rica, to London, Berlin, Istanbul, Egypt, Bali, and back to the U.S. twice within a year's time in 2021. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Her story is absolutely fascinating. And I've had the pleasure of sitting in on some of her first initial sessions that she offered to folks while she was trying to kind of wrap her mind around what she was experiencing. And I am thrilled to have her on the show. Jennifer Foster, thank you so much for coming on. My name is Will and I, like Mulder from the X-Files, want to believe. So I've embarked on a journey of discovery. I've talked to people deeply entrenched in the spiritual and metaphysical worlds. I've thrown myself into weird and wonderful experiences. I've even joined a coven of witches, all in the interest of finding something, anything, that will prove that there's something beyond this physical, three-dimensional world we all live in. This is The Skeptic Metaphysician. Hey everyone, welcome back to another 
yet another Karen, another episode of the Skeptic Metaphysician. I can't believe how many we've done so far. This was just a kind of a fun thing for a while, but now, holy smokes. I know, it's really grown. So that's the first two minutes and change of the the show. Eric, I'll let you go first. The recorded open where you tell me what the show is all about, I really enjoyed. I thought that uh, it really laid out the show nicely. I like the little reference to Mulder and the X-Files. That kind of tells me who, who we're talking about and that we're all kind of in the, the same boat. We all uh, are swimming in the same direction. I like that. The thing that frustrated me is it took us two minutes to get there. Uh, we did a lot of show before we actually got to the show open. And uh, you can't catch up to a fast start. So make sure you're hooking your audience right from the get-go. I suppose from the title, The Skeptic Metaphysician, they kind of know what we're getting into. But you start right into it. Uh, and I, and having listened to it now three times, I still don't know who Karen is because you you don't introduce Karen. She's not in the show open. You You talk about you and your skepticism. But Karen is just kind of like, along for the ride. And so I really, I don't know if she's just sitting in on this episode or if she's a co-host or I'd like to hear a little more about what her story is and why she's along for the ride. But I, I thought you did a nice job in the recorded introduction telling me what it's all about. So I, it helps me understand the show. It just took a minute to get there. And then right after that, right where Dave uh, cut it off, we came back in and you, and you did a nice job teasing what's coming up in the in the interview and what we talked to this lady all about. So I like the content of the intro. I just wish it was a little tighter and a little shorter and got me to the recorded one a little faster. Well, since you brought it up, here is that great tease that you were talking about. Jennifer was kind enough to give me a session mm -hmm. where her spirit family came through and answered some questions. She actually sent me, they sent me a healing, which was un. Believable, And we'll talk about that in, in a second. But then on top of that, she actually was able to channel people that I know. And it was literally like I was talking to them. Wow. It was fascinating. And you're right. Karen is very good at wow and holy cow. She did that in the intro, too. <laughs> the thing that I when, when I listen to an opening, if you're trying to hook me in any kind of because you're trying to give the guest some some street cred. And so you twice mentioned how much she traveled. And I realize that Bali is like the, oh, she went to Bali in the spiritual world. But uh, I just wasn't sure that I was like, well, I was going to listen. But, you know, like to me, that was like, how would I cut that down? I would cut out some of her. I mean, really what you just said right there, that little tease would have been enough. And the other thing is, and I realize that you're in a, a kind of a different space than I am. Like when you start off and you say, Hey, Karen, have you ever met somebody who's going through a spiritual healing or a spiritual awakening and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is that like a thing? Like where everybody's like, Oh, who hasn't had one of those? And I was like, <laughs> so if you're, if you're trying to get your audience to go, yeah, I do that all the time. I was like, maybe that's more, you know, it, people that are more spiritual, maybe that is a like regular occurrence. Like, Oh, who doesn't, who hasn't had a spiritual awakening? They're so annoying sometimes. You're in the middle of something and, oh, another spiritual awakening. So that was something I thought, I'm not that, sure. But in your group and the people that listen to this, that probably is common. That little loop that you open there in the tease, that second part that, that Dave played, it opens a nice loop where we're going to close it later on in the episode. 
a little of that at the beginning in that first two minutes there. Open that loop, tell people what they're going to get, make them want to stick around to close that loop later in the episode. But a little bit goes a long way. We don't need to roll out uh, her entire life story in there. Just give me a little bit, grab me by the shirt collar and go, come on, we're going on a ride and pull me in. Well, I am such a big fan of y'all that I've actually listened to a lot of your shows. I subscribe to the shows and I've learned all that stuff that you just said (laughs) so that the most recent episodes, I think you will find are much more concise at the very beginning. We actually changed the intro to include Karen on the, on the thing. And so, so originally funny enough, Karen called herself the Robin of the skeptic metaphysician. If you remember uh, Howard Stern Stern, uh, sure. He had uh, a sidekick named Robin who did the wows and the ha-has and the, all that kind of stuff. She referred to her as the Robin of the Skeptic Metaphysicians, and um, I wasn't real keen on that. So we made her a full-time co-host, uh, so, and now we, we do introduce the show together, so it makes more sense. So it, I, I do appreciate that feedback. And she does throughout the episode, as we'll hear. She has a lot of great stuff to offer, and she has a great role on the show. So I love her there. I just I'm glad that you're incorporating her in the intro. So speaking of Karen, one of the things that Eric kind of noticed, let me play this quick clip and you'll see where the Karen and your guests sound similar. I was physically feeling the energy and that's something that was always reassuring throughout the process, even when it was strange. So when all of this was going on and you know, you're hearing these voices and you're having this awakening, did it have any sort of physical repercussions? Did you get headaches? I mean, I think that just would kind of freak me out a little bit. So first things first, that's a great question. You asked some really good questions along the way. That's the one thing that I I liked about it. But I didn't notice it until Eric kind of noticed it. And I was like, they didn't sound like twins, but they definitely, it wasn't like Lucille Ball, who's down here, yeah, I'm Lucy, and then, you know, some other female with a super high voice or whatever. So, um, And it happens, it's not just with females, it's any multi-show, multi-voice show. People will forget who's who what what especially when you're new to the show which name goes to which voice and so i try and use dave's name a lot i try and use will's name a lot that way when you start talking people go oh that's will's voice oh that's dave's voice oh it's eric talking now and so regardless of who it is because you're doing a three-person show your guest is always going to match one of the two of you so if it's a male on your show Karen should be using your name and his name a lot because we all know who Karen is. But when it's a female on your show, you should be using Karen's name a lot and your guest's name a lot so we can differentiate between the voices. That's great feedback and one I hadn't even considered or thought of. So thank you. What To me, one of the key ingredients of a, a great podcast is when you're getting information that you can't get anyplace else. And so I, I just labeled this button woo. So we were talking about this earlier, and here is some woo. And so I was able to distinguish that this is me and it's outside of me. And when I say it is me, it's partially because my higher self's on board. Our own, my own soul is part of the equation here. And so I hear now my higher self speak to me in the same way that I hear my other guide, my main guide, Adriana, speak to me, which was also really challenging to, to understand. And I didn't clip it out, but one of the things I loved about this, so here she's talking, she's literally talking about voices in her head where I could see some people <laughs> like, what? And I think it was you that asked, like, how do you, how do you tell them apart? Is this audible? Is it inside? And like, cause there is a part of you that's like, okay, she just said that. And 
I now understand because to me, when I was listening to this, I was like, this is really cool that Will is just like, there's no snickering. There's no giggling. You, you create a very safe place for people to, to share their story. Uh, that's, that's one, of, the one I- of my, Dave, I'm glad you brought that up. That is one of my favorite things about this show. Will is that you're skeptical, but you're not cynical. You're not here trying to be the guy that proves it all false. You right. want to believe. And I can genuinely feel that as you talk to your guests, like help me understand because I want to believe this is true. I want to believe there's another side. I want to believe there's another world. I want to believe all of this stuff. I'm just not sure I do. So what's the deal? And I love that about your show. It's not mean spirited at all. You're not coming at it cynically. It, I, I love that about your approach to it and Karen's as well. You're both coming in like truly curious and you want to learn. And uh, I think that's a really nice touch that's easily overlooked in a show like this. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate that. I actually have a clip here and I just put it down as I just labeled it compassion. And it's you stepping into the shoes of your guest. People felt that you were not yourself anymore, that you were going off the deep end. Your, your marriage dissolved. Your, it, it just seems terrifying like i'm putting myself in your position i'm yeah. thinking if i i could never and you're doing all this banking on the fact that you're not going crazy right <laughs> that this is right. the right thing to do right and so that clip also shows that obviously you take this very seriously and you're trying to understand what's going on but there's always this ever so light flavor to it i love in the middle somewhere where she was saying something you said so you're saying there's a chance. You're saying I got a shot. And I was like, All right, he's, he's quoting Dumb and Dumber, so he's keeping things fun that way. But that was one thing I just noticed because I was listening to this going, I could see where a lot of people, especially, you know, the skeptic, like Eric said, like, hey, come on in and put this bullseye right on your forehead. It's like that's just not the case at all. So uh, one one clip here we have here of a question you ask and you do something that I am famous for, which is I will ask the question and then explain to you why I just asked the question so that by the time you go to answer it, you can't remember what the question is. So here's an example of that. Well, they all say that spiritual awakening is not for the faint of heart. It is, it's a struggle, right? It is, every birth is difficult, whether it's physical birth or spiritual birth. When you, we go through a rebirth, it is challenging and tough and really, it, it's uncomfortable when you're talking about hearing these voices. Are you actually hearing the voices or they're in your mind? Because I've always questioned, I've always wondered, I've heard people say that they've heard voices before, but like when I hear your voice through my headphones right now, I can identify that it's coming through my auditory canals and going to my brain and it's being translated. Is that how you heard it? Or is it more like a telepathic type of hearing? So that was actually a setup question setup question i think is how that that rolled out <laughs> Wait, uh, will when dave does that he hears me in his head saying i just <laughs> set up the question and then ask it because you start offering options and you start offering multiple choice answers for the question and it takes away the spontaneity and the oh wow i didn't see that coming from your guest's answer and one of your options may not be one that they would have selected. So what, and it's difficult to do in the heat of the moment, but kind of figure out 
How am I going to set up the question and then end by asking it? That way your guest can can fully embrace the question and give you a great answer. Don't be scared of the gap of space that happens when you do it that way between the end of your question and the beginning of their answer. That little pregnant pause will get your audience to lean in and anticipate the answer that's coming. So if you were to say, you know, Will, when I'm listening to you talk, I'm hearing you in my headphones. It's all, I mean, I can tell you apart from Dave, you have a different timbre of your voice. I, all of that good stuff. When I'm hearing voices in my head, what am I hearing? When you're hearing those voices, are they audible or is it just some mystical thing? What does it sound like? Yeah, that makes makes great sense. And I think it's probably just a product of my just stream of consciousness, right? So I'm, I'm asking all these questions and then I go, but, you know, just to clarify that, but then, then I ask the question again because, oh, crap. I just went in this big, long dissertation, and I don't know if she knows what my question was. So I go back. And it, and it can get scary because you'll ask the question and then stop and then think, oh, did she understand what I'm trying to get at? Trust that she does. And if she doesn't understand it, she'll ask for clarification. And then you can set it up, ask it again, and then go edit out that first time you asked it. Nobody will know any different. Uh, that's the great thing about recording it rather than going live is that you can go back and, and you can edit out the part where you screwed it up the first go around and you give it another shot. I do that already. <laughs> but it, it, it takes some guts because it takes some guts to go, Oh crud. I hope, I hope she understood what I'm asking her because it didn't sound really clear in my head. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you, you walk into an awkward pause, and a lot of times there's a pause because you asked a question like, I don't know, what, what did that feel like? And there's this awkward pause because they're thinking about it. And then you go, well, was it happy? Were you sad? And you start giving them multiple choice. And they're like, uh, I'm going to go with C. I was upset and frustrated. And you're like, if you just let them think about it, usually what's on the other side of that awkward pause is a, is a really good answer because they got to think about it. So that's, again, easier said than done. I was... uh playing with that. I was recently in a, an event and just playing with people. I'm like, let's do an awkward pause. And it's really awkward. Even if you know, it's a play, like this is a practice, awkward pause. It just sits there and you're like, shouldn't somebody be saying something now? So <laughs> I was uh, reviewing a show for a client the other day and he asked a great question. He was talking about the guy lost his job and they went through that whole thing. And he goes, what did that feel like? And the guy sat there for a second and he just goes, and then he answered and it was like that was like what a great reaction to the question and and that wouldn't have happened had he jumped in with a bunch of options right no it makes sense and that's probably one of my my biggest one of my biggest weaknesses i have many Uh, but karen always gets on me because i do i can't stand the awkward silence so i or any silence so i i sometimes she'll be asking a question and she takes a pause and don't answer it. And I'll reiterate the question. She's like, ah, I'm doing that. Yeah. Well, now you're going to start hearing Karen's voice in your head every time. You yeah. <laughs> I already am. Yeah. That's and great. just remember, you can always edit those out. But for me, I like to leave them in because it, it kind of in the, the theater of the mind, the, the audience kind of hears the fact that, wow, they had to really, they must be thinking about it because there's, there's nothing going on. The next button I have here. It's not, well, uh, let's just play it and we'll talk about it. 
And so I was channeling him, Reiner, to his wife and it was beautiful. And I had no idea that was an ability that I had, right? It just, they didn't tell me it, you know, and part of my conversation was that would have been nice to know. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, I remember when I brought this up, it's again, just another example of a seriously like, okay, she's talking about not just channeling. And if I understand this right, this is the one thing that I, I kind of, I think I got it, but I, I didn't hear anybody say it blatantly. She sounds like the person she's channeling. Is that correct? Uh, not just sounds, but her, her mannerisms, her demeanor, everything changes. Like she actually, when she did it for me, uh, she channeled uh, my my deceased brother-in-law. And it was like I was talking to the guy. Right? This is a totally different the way she held herself, the way she spoke, her mannerisms. Everything was very different. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, was, it was crazy. Like I still have to have a hard time wrapping my head around it sometimes. Well, it, and for me, that's when this really took off. Like that's when I leaned in is because again, you're the skeptic. And when you start talking about this and it was like, Whoa, hold on a second. So here's a a quick, we got a couple of clips of that. To your point with your healing stuff, right? Everyone knows I'm the skeptic in the bunch here. When you and I had a session, one of the first things you did was, was offer a healing, which I graciously accepted. And we just, we relaxed, we closed our eyes and there was absolute energy transference that came into my body. Now, I've asked myself this question many times since then. And the question is, could it not have been just me kind of like expecting, okay, she's healing me now, so I'm going to expect something's going to happen. And the answer is, sure, anything's possible. But the difference is, I'd never experienced this energy before in this way. So it's not something that my mind would have come up with in my mind, in my thought process. I would never have expected it to be like this. And I'm a Reiki energy practitioner. So I'm familiar with energy transferences, but this was different. So what did it feel like? Like for someone getting that energy, it, what did that feel it like? It is impossible to explain. It is impossible Try. to describe. It, it is one of these things where at the moment that she started, and it was almost instant, it was a being filled. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's, it's it, you. I was, I was being filled and it started from my root chakra and then it, it moved up. It, it was just like, wow. Remember, I'm, I'm the scientist here, right? I'm always like, Neh. I absolutely felt this energy. And for me, that was like, I think my favorite part of the, as much as your guest was amazing, that's the part that I was like, okay, I get what she does, but now let's get a firsthand explaining of, of what actually happens. Eric, your thoughts. I love the fact that you say, now I'm the skeptic of the bunch. Everyone knows I'm the skeptic of the bunch. Nice role play there. So we, you know, I'm new to the show. I didn't know you were the skeptic of the bunch. So that kind of helps me play along. Like who's on first. I love that part of it. And as you go through it and you talk about, you're the scientist of the part, you know, and you, but you're trying to believe on this other, this metaphysical side. I love that whole dynamic. It really helps us get to know you as a host. And that's difficult to do when you're interviewing somebody because we're so focused on the guest and we want to bring the guest, bring their story out, talk about them, what makes them so special. And we don't want to take the spotlight away from them, but we need to find little spaces like this for us to tuck in and show our own personality and let the listeners get to know who we are and what we're all about. And I thought you did a really nice job here without taking too long to do it 
we got to know you a little bit. And I like that about this particular exchange. We like to build like a, like a conversation that you're having in your living room, right? We're just sitting around having a cup of coffee, talking about stuff and we get to know each other. And that's basically, that's how we wanted to make it feel. So many shows out there that, that do the same topic are so dry. Like, well, now we're going to talk about chakras. And it's like, I, I just, I, I can't, right? So, so we, we try to keep it light. We laugh with each other all the time. We poke fun of ourselves, but in a, in a good natured way. And we do, we, we just have a conversation. Uh, we've got it planned out what we're going to ask, but we allow it, the conversation to go in different directions that we didn't, we didn't expect it to go. And that's, it's what's fun for us because it surprises us every time. And then we have, uh, the payoff pitch, in a way, for me, if you, I'll date myself, but if if you remember Siskel and Ebert, right, these are movie reviewers, and we're really just looking to say, like, did they like the movie or did they not? So here, you're a skeptic. It's like, okay, what was your decision on this? And you had a great line, and I was like, oh, that's, that's it's so cool. I can't say with 100% certainty that I understand what it is that you do or how you do it or... If it's even something that's just it's that's just a, a psychological thing that's happening, all I can say is that after our session, I was shaken. Mm-hmm. I was shaken, and that doesn't happen to me often. So when I heard that, I was like, "That was a it's it's kind of vulnerable in a way. It's personal." I was just like, "That's because that's what I was tuning in for, right?" It's like, okay, so what's after Will has spoken with this guest? I mean, what's the Jerry Springer at the end, right? What did we learn today? And uh, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that was amazing. Eric, I know you would uh, put a comment on that as well. Yeah. Are you in or are you out? And that really helped us uh, get to understand kind of the crux of the entire interview, right? This is why she's here, because you want to decide, am I a believer or am I not a believer? And uh, this kind of right here was the whole thing. And what I thought when I heard this, so this is, I mean, we're, we're nearly an hour into this conversation. We're about 50 minutes into it. And if I were to pull anything out of the episode for a tease up front to like give people a taste of what's coming, I would have put this up front. Like, because if I hear you go after all is said and done, I was literally shaken after this thing. And you put that up front. I'm going, holy crud, what just happened? I got to figure out what that was all about. Now I sit through 45 minutes of an interview to get to that point. If we're watching a movie, this is the climax of the movie. This is the gunfight at the end. This is, uh, you know, Superman saves the world right here. Let's uh, use that to set up the episode because this is where I went. Okay, now I get it. It's, it's what everybody was here for. The other thing I liked about it was you you gave yourself a little wiggle room, like I can't say a hundred percent, but I did. So I thought that was cool, but it was enough of a tip of the hat, shall we say, to go. This is so I love the fact because right now it doesn't matter. I I, I don't want to bring up politics, but there are just people that are. This is this is the answer. There is no other answer. This is it. I mean, and I was just in Nashville and they were very much, this is what you need to think. So I love the fact that you were kind of like, you know, this is what I think, but there's a little, so just a hint. I used to say, I would listen to Rush Limbaugh. He said just one thing that was remotely, you know, not so great about the Republican party. (laughs) Or if I go with um, the woman on TBS, whose name I can't remember right now, she's super left. And I was like, if you guys just would hint 
at the other side, I might listen because I might think you're you're giving me a fair shot on either one. And I just thought that with this clip, I thought, yeah, this is he's not here. Like you said earlier, Eric, he's not here to just nah, it's a bunch of hooey. It's like, no, nah, I'm open to learn here. So I thought, it was yeah, a great I don't. Clip. I don't think any episode will be 100 percent. Yep, I'm all in or or nope, I'm out. But every episode should have you leaning one way or another. You know, and this episode seems to be like, well, you know what? I, I'm another step closer to believing or uh, this guy's just full of nonsense. Like, I'm not sure this is really legit, you know, but but you're not all in and you're not all out on any of them, which keeps people coming back for the next right. episode to see if you, this is to see if this is the one that pushes you over the line. Right. Yeah. And there was one guy specifically I can think of right off the top of my head that was like that. That At the end of it, we stopped recording. We said goodbye. Thank you very much for coming on. Close on the computer. Make sure every microphone was off. And we walked out of the room to look at each other and go, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've been on a couple of those interviews. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, crud. Oh. Well, and this is how you wrap up. Uh, I, I think we're getting you, if I remember it, this is the end of the show. And I think I pick it up right after you said goodbye to your guest, or I think that that actually might be part of this clip. Well, thank you again, Jennifer, so much for being on the show. It was an absolute honor. Uh, and Karen, thank you for coming along on this crazy journey with me again. Thank you, <laughs> listener, for coming along on this journey of discovery with us. We'd love to continue our conversation with you on Facebook and Instagram. So please find us there under at Skeptic Metaphysicians or at skepticmetaphysician.com where you can subscribe to the show or leave us a review or a voicemail directly there. We really would appreciate you going to Apple Podcasts or even Spotify. Give us a rating for the show to help the show grow. Even a review would be super appreciated. As always, if you know someone that would benefit from hearing the messages we've shared on this show or any of our others, I hope you'll consider sharing us with that person. If you miss any of our show today, not to worry, all of our shows, including this one, can be found on our website, skepticmetaphysician.com. I hope you've enjoyed this episode as much as we have, and we'll see you on the next episode of The Skeptic Metaphysician. Until then, take care. Not a ton of music for the sake of nothing, so I'm not even going to bring that up. Um, you just did. I know. <laughs> I'm not going to bring up the fact that it didn't fade out two seconds after you were done. Um, and I say this not to to poke. I, I want to know where you're getting this information. So I'm not trying to make it. Where He's a are skeptic, you Well, He's a skeptic. I, I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic about reviews growing your show. So how does a review, where where, do, where have you heard this? Tie, tie the knots together for me because. I, w- I wish I could. It's just one of those urban legends that, that are out there about podcasts that say if you, if you have more reviews, more five-star reviews, you'll have more people uh, finding your show somehow. And uh, this is a niche podcast. So mm-hmm. it's really difficult to find the audience where they live because. I'm not going to stalk metaphysical bookstores all day long and hand out business cards. <laughs> so, so, Will's know. here again. <laughs> yeah, right. right. Uh, so, so it, research, you listen to all kinds of podcasts and um, marketing for podcast shows and, and things, and you just pick up things here and there and, and you just try to do the best you can. And some of the best um, advice that everyone hears is, Reviews. That's the way to grow the show.
Yeah. If you think it's not, I'll take it out in a minute because it's too long as it is. <laughs> it, it's it's social proof. That's that's what it does. But in terms of getting you up the charts and things like that, because I and I get the fact that if you type in metaphysics and I see your show and it has eighty seven reviews and the one over here has thirty two, I might be more inclined to look at your show first. But as you just said, it's a tight niche. They're, you know, the people that like this and my thinking is they're going to look at both. They're probably going to subscribe to both. And then if the one is not really what they're looking for, they'll unsubscribe. Now, part of that is putting what I do into your listener, because that's what I do. I just subscribe to all the podcasts. And after two episodes of going, eh, I just unsubscribe. I don't know. Uh, Eric, what are your thoughts on reviews? I've seen study after study here now for probably the past five years. And the number one way that people discover uh, a new podcast is word of mouth. Somebody yeah. else mentions it, whether it's mentioned on another podcast, m- mentioned on social media, mentioned in a casual conversation. Somebody you trust uh, mentions the name of a show and you go try it out. That's the way most shows. And it's not by it's not like 46 percent to 43 percent. It's like 60% to 25% number two. Like far in a way people find out because other people mention the show. I don't have any idea what my show is rated or Dave's show or your show or any show that I listen to. I have no idea what their ratings or reviews are because I put as much stock into a review as I do in a movie review, most people that hate the movie, I I will probably love the movie because it's dumb and it it's content, right? You might think a book is good and I think it's trash. So unless I know you and value your opinion, how do I know you're not just a troll on YouTube talking trash about my video? So I don't know that it necessarily helps you. The thing I loved about your clothes was that you talked to the listener as an individual and not a group. Mm. The thing I did not like about that is you called me a listener. And uh, if you and I meet in person, you're not going to say, hey, listener, good to see you. So <laughs> it's, I know it's a small tweak, but what I would say, you know, you said, guest, thanks for being here. You said, Karen, thanks for being here on this crazy ride. Appreciate it. And then you said, and you, listener, thanks for being here as well. What I would have said is, Karen, thanks for being here. And uh, Karen and I would like to thank you for being here as well, because without you, what we do means nothing. So thanks for coming along for the ride. Hey, if you want to support the show, here's where you can do that. And so now I'm just kind of the third person at the table rather than some generic listener in the background. What I would change about your episode, and if you're a a frequent listener to this show, you know uh, what I'm about to say, is that uh, that call to action there at the end was crazy long. Find us on Facebook. Subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating on Apple or on Spotify if you care to. Uh, Leave us a review while you're there. Share the show with all your friends. Find the shows on the website and on and on and on. And if your goal, as you told us in your uh, initial intake form, is engagement, make your one single call to action engagement. What do you want the listener to do? Show's over. What do you want them to go do? The one thing you want them to do, and if that's engage with you, get them to send you an email or sign up for your email list or whatever, follow you on Facebook, but pick one. 
Because if I have to make a decision on which one to do, I'm like, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Too many choices. I'm out. Right. It's like when you go to the Cheesecake Factory and it takes you 45 minutes to read the menu because it's 127 pages long. I'm like, I just want pot pie. Can't can't you just bring me the short menu? Can I get a kid's menu? That's just one page, please. Like, seriously, I don't want to make the wrong decision because then somebody on the table next to you gets a dish and you're like, oh, I didn't. I didn't see that on the menu. Where was that? (laughs) Oh, page 68. I didn't get that far into it, you know? So shrink that down and just figure out the one thing you want your audience to do. And if it's engagement, what does that look like? So let's say it's, you want them to email you in in your clothes, you know, Hey, I want to thank you for being here, Karen. And I love that you come by Uh, before we leave. I want to give a big shout out to Dave. Send us an email. Dave said, Hey, I love your show. I'd love to see you talk about Chakra uh, sometime soon. And Dave, we're going to get to that in an episode coming up. If you have a question for us, shoot us an email at will at the the skeptic.com and uh, we'll see if we can include you in another show. I'd love to chat with you. Shoot us an email and we'll see you next week. I did know it was coming because I did hear that on your last episode. Uh, <laughs> and and probably every know. other episode we've done because <laughs> right. most everybody does it. So I, so I did, I did want to ask you in regards to that. Is it fair to then, because I do have lots of different calls to action. Um, yes. And is it something that each show could be a different call to action? Absolutely. Or do you recommend? Yeah. That, okay. Rotate them. Let's say you have four primary calls to action. You want to grow your email list. Uh, You want people to follow you on Facebook. You want people to share it with their friends. Word of mouth, right? We want to create word of mouth. And the fourth one is, I don't know, go see the duck on your website, whatever it is. So every week you just include a different call to action. Okay. Or put a call to action up front and then put another one at the end. Studies show that about half of your audience doesn't make it all the way to the end of your episode. They stop listening when they're done doing whatever it is they're doing. So if you go on Apple podcasts and you look at your stats or whatever, it looks, you know, you see the percentage listened. It's never a hundred percent because I listen to you while I'm working out. When I'm done working out, I'm done listening to you, you know, whether you're at the end or whether you're halfway through. So a lot of podcasters make the mistake of putting their call to action at the very end and only at the very end, put that up front as well. You know, before we get into the interview today with, with Sarah, uh, don't forget, uh, you can always send us an email at will at skeptic.com. Email us anytime you'd like, you know, big shout out to Dave for sending us his email this week. And I read that before we jump into the interview, but a call to action up front, and then it could be a different call to action or the same call to action at the end. So that's a, it's a great point because I've heard again, one of the, one of these urban legends that you hear about podcasting best practices, but sometimes if you do a call to action at the, at the beginning, isn't it kind of like you're, you haven't even heard my first question yet and I'm already asking you to do something? Doesn't that turn people off? If it's only an ask, if it's an offer for some value, a nice call to action at the beginning is like if I was doing my show, I would say, hey, before we jump into it today, I just want to let you know I have a free resource for you again. Uh, I've created the 17 most powerful podcast interview questions ever. So when you're interviewing podcasters, you're armed with great questions that get your guests to tell stories. And you can get it over at podcasttalentcoach.com. It's right there on the homepage. Just click the button and you can get it. Uh, So go grab that. 
and it'll help you with your next interview. All right, let's get into talking to Dave Jackson School of Podcasting, and we're going to talk all about, you know, the best microphone for the money. So if I just say, hey, follow me on Facebook, and that's the that's the call to action, like it's all for me and nothing for you, then it's you're probably not going to get much bang for your buck. But if you give them some benefit for your call to action, hey, if you want to stay up to speed on all of the people that we interview, we send out a note a day before every interview so you can sit in on the interview live. To get that, sign up over at mywebsite.com and I'll send that to you every day before we do the interview. Okay. Benefit. Yeah, the one thing uh, that I was like, well, at least you did this and that was your last call to action was your website address. Because I'm like, when all else fails, definitely mention that. But I, I was with Eric. It was like, do this, and then that, and then I was... Because the only time, and I still don't recommend it, I've seen people do what I call a, a website sandwich, where you'll go, hey, the website is, uh, you know, skeptic metaphysic... I cannot see it, Eric. I can't say that word. You did it much better. <laughs> you can tell you got years in radio. I can't say metaphysician.com. You know, then you say, that's where you can find my social media and my email again, website, blah, 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 blah. But even that, you know, just the one call to action is much clearer than that. The the website, I'm going to do, I'm I'm, I'm ramping up. I'm, I, I should have practiced this earlier. Again, skepticmetaphysician.com is uh, the website. And when I saw this, I was like, ah, somebody's been listening to my show because that's a pod page website. It and is. so you've uh, you've got all the great links to subscribe and follow right there in the front. The, the the one thing, and I think you can tweak this in pod page, is you have your about page. Here is your your opening page, which again, is that the same thing that was in your, your podcast. It's also in your footer, which just ends up looking a, a little weird, maybe. Not a lot weird, but it's like you end up with this weird extra space over here that just has nothing going on. Uh, as your your website is primarily your your colors are black, purple, and white, you can go into pod page and customize your little button in the bottom right hand corner, your little microphone to to match that again. I I always have to find something to nitpick, and I was like, ah, that'll be the nitpick thing. Uh, but you've got uh, you've got your reviews, you've got your blog, and the about page. The one thing, even after visiting the website, we still have no clue who Karen is. <laughs> Like there's nothing, and we have no clue Poor who you Karen. are. Either. I know. There's a section in Pod Page where you can add an about page about the hosts, and then actually have that. That'll be on the front page if you wanted it to, and things like that. But you know, people want to get to know you. They, you're the host, and you're both there, and you're asking great questions, and you're at, interacting. But you know, there if there's uh, if there's any kind of street cred that you would want to throw here? And if not, why did you get into this and what's your passion about it? Things like that. But that was the one thing I, after going here, when Eric said that earlier, I was like, I, I still have no clue who Karen is. It's just some, some really nice person that goes, Oh, wow. And then asks really good. <laughs> she asked really good questions. She's the one that said, what did that feel like? I mean, that was a great or, or question. Or does she, maybe she doesn't exist. <laughs> it's all maybe it's a robotic show. voice. <laughs> Eric, what are your thoughts on the on the website? I kind of like the black background, white text, purple motif. It kind of fits the metaphysics vibe of the show. I thought that was pretty cool. On the episode page itself, I I was uh, I'd like to see the player above the fold. If you can click click an episode, Dave. So here, I'd like to see that player kind of above the fold, so I didn't have to scroll down to find it. 
I do love the huge subscribe buttons, the Apple, the Spotify, all of those look fantastic. And I do agree with Dave, this little thing that keeps popping up down here at the very bottom uh, on each page just kind of follows me around and I'm not really sure why. So that I found a little odd. I thought I like the clean look of it. And as much as Dave doesn't like the big empty space there on the right side of your page, to me, I like the clean look. It doesn't look like I have a little bitty column in a big thing because there are parts elsewhere on the page. Um, The recent episodes on the right, uh, all of that good stuff. So I like the clean look of it. I like the black, uh, the white on black. It kind of fits the theme of the show. I love the... uh, the episodes page where I can pick out any episode that looks really clean and allows me to browse through a variety of episodes all at one time. You have a nice standard template for each guest. So I know exactly where to look to figure out who the guest is and what we're talking about. I like all of that good stuff. So overall, I think the website is solid. Just a, a couple of things there that to nitpick about, like Dave was saying, not too bad. I like it. Thanks. And uh, PodPage is such a great product that I still, you can do so much with it. I still don't know half of it, I'm sure. So a lot of things that you're talking about, I need to dig into it and figure out how to do. Because when I add the video, because some of these have video components to it, and I add the video from YouTube, and it will put the video up at the very top instead of the picture that it has. I don't think I have a way of putting that player above the fold, but I could be wrong. I need to take a look at it and see how that all works out. Yeah, how it works with the with the video, it definitely puts it at the top, which is kind of odd because you're like, well, people may not know it's actually an audio component and they just clicked on the video because it's there, which means you'll get more YouTube views. But if you're looking for audio downloads, that might be a, an issue. And there's a summary is what we're actually seeing when we click on a, uh, you know, an episode. Yeah, in fact, there's one with the video. This, I believe, is the summary field in PodPage, and then it puts the player. So if we wanted this, I think if you leave the summary blank, it's either going to do one of two things. It's going to move the player up, or it'll take your first paragraph of your description and put it where the summary is. I forget which one it is, but uh, it is, it's very simple and very cool. And, and speaking of self-promotion, uh, uh, go to learnpodpage.com, and uh, you can learn PodPage for free. So. <laughs> Yeah, that was the only thing I was like, I, I would add an about page about you guys, you know, add one and you can have like, here's the, the about page. And then you could just either add it to this page and then say, you know, about Will, Will is this guy, he's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And about Karen and Karen is a such and such that does such and such. And that's how she got involved and blah, blah, blah. So that would be the only thing I can think of that way. If somebody Googles you and Googles your name, in theory, this should be in the mix then, which would then give you uh some more Google juice. So, but all in all, I really, I was trying to think about like, what was the thing I would change the most? And I think it would be the intro of this particular episode was the, and again, it wasn't horrible. I was just like, ah, this needed to be shortened. And and like Eric was saying the, uh, that one phrase of you, that would have been a great opener and things like that. But all in all, the audio I thought sounded great. Uh, There weren't any, you know, plosives or anything that were annoying or volume swells or static or, you know, you weren't recording in a, you know, bathtub in a tunnel, you know, kind of situation going on. I thought it sounded great and your audio levels were fine. So, uh, Eric, any other final thoughts for uh, Will as we start to wrap things up? 
I thought it was a solid episode. I, the interview was great. Questions were solid. There was a good story arc and nice momentum. The the It felt like the story kept moving forward as we discussed with her. And I love your character development. I'd like to hear a little bit more out of Karen in terms of where she stands, which side is she a skeptic as well? Or is she a wholehearted believer? We don't really know a whole lot about her, but so continue to develop her character. I agree the intro needed to be shortened up a little bit. Great content, just tighten it up a bit and and let's get off and running sooner than later. But overall, you know, we're we're picking at some small things here. You have a great show. You do a nice job interviewing. Uh you everybody had uh, a good amount of mic time and uh it didn't feel like it dragged. It was it had really solid momentum, which long interviews have a tendency to start going in circles and you don't fight that at all. So overall, great show. Oh, thank you. That means an awful lot. I, I really appreciate it uh, very much. Did you have any final questions for us? The biggest question is for me is, is are you guys subscrip- subscribers to the show? That's what I want to know. I am not. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Speaking uh, of awkward pauses. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate the time that you guys have put into it. I, I have listened to not just the show, but but Dave, your your other shows as well, uh, Podcast Rodeo and all that kind of, because I do, I, I'm trying to make the best product I can and you guys have great, great feedback. So I really appreciate it. Absolutely. We appreciate you being here. Will. make sure at the end of your show, take that listener to wherever you want them to go. Pick that one thing and get off and running. You have a great show. You're setting them up nicely. I'd like to see you close the deal and, and take them to that next step with you. Thanks for being here. Appreciate you taking the time with us today. Thanks for having me. And Eric, where can people find you? Find me anytime you'd like over at podcasttalentcoach.com. Uh, all of my shows are there and worksheets and all kinds of fun stuff. And Dave, how about you? Uh, you can find me at schoolofpodcasting.com. Will, once again, where can we find you? Find me at skepticminophysician.com. And this is now our one call to action. If you'd like to find yourself right here in Will's chair, simply go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. And uh, we would love to help you again, find the things that you're doing right. So you can do more of that and find those things that need a little bit of polish and, uh, you know, polish them up a bit so that they're not so rough around the edges. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you again real soon with another episode of the Podcast Review Show. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world one download at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course. And it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book. And you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books. And then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. 
And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on and it's happening very, very soon. March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.